Empire, we live in the belt, man. It's going down. Uh, we got DJ Iceman in the building, man. How you feeling, my brother? I'm okay. How you doing? Man, I can't complain. Can't complain. A little snowy out here. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, um, yes, sir. Um, we just going to get right into it, man. So, your name is DJ Iceman. And, uh, you know, um, how long you been DJing, my man? Okay, uh, a little about me. Born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I've been a DJ since 1982. Oh. 30-some-odd years. Holy shit. I um, actually retired two years ago and started making beats. Okay. And um, and, and in the meantime, in between time, I've held just about every job from tour DJ, artist manager, I was an intern at four different labels, publicist. Manager, you know, so I, I've pretty much done just about everything in the business that can and should be done. <laughs> That's what's up, man. So, uh, 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 a couple labels. Who, who, who you represented for a couple labels out there? Um, right now, currently, I own my own production company, Big Boss Beats. The Z. I actually own my own record label, Big Boss Records, and I actually own a uh, promotion company. That deals with website and blogs. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So I know I knew you mentioned previous years that you was you had did some little bit of work with different other labels, man. You can you name a couple of those labels that where you was working with that that you had to deal with back then? Um, it was, yeah, it was mostly like small labels, uh, A1 Records out of New York, um, uh, what borderline records out of New Mexico. And, you know, these are like real small startup labels, you know, maybe one or two artists and, you know, running around trying to A&R and, you know, book shows and, you know, uh, uh, distribute music, you know, various distributors and things like that. Right. Um, Understood. Understood. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, um, in the mix of all this, man, um, um, what, what made you start, you know, uh, doing the music to what got you hype on putting all this together and your record label, your production team, all this what got you putting all this together, man, at this time of age? Um, um, actually, you know, uh, after being a DJ for so long, uh, I started making beats that I needed to create about outlet after retirement, or else I would basically drive my wife nuts. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, stuck. You know, and uh, basically it's just natural progression. If you look at the top, you know, 1920 beat makers in hip hop, they all started as DJs. So it's just a natural progression. Right. Uh, yeah, I did the you opposite, know. bro. So that I I was doing, I was on the production side, and then became a DJ. So I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know how I got. I got. I got. I see a lot of them do that. And they were like, man, I did this shit backwards. <laughs> that I felt myself. And, well, you know, it happens. It, it <laughs> happens. You know, I mean, different strokes. But and then you know, after because uh, me being in the business, you know, the way I have been. You know, I had to go out and promote my own DJ mixes and things like that. So all the business stuff just basically carried over to the production side because now I'm dealing with artists. You know, I want to get placements. I want to get placements on TV. I need to do promotion. I need to do this. And that's the main reason why I started my label, just so I could handle, better handle the publishing side of my production. Right. 
Right, right. Understood. Yeah, so that's what's up. So, um, is any artist um that you work with majorly big yet, or you got somebody in mind that you're getting ready to work with? Um, right now I am a member of I want to say five uh, Wu Tang affiliated groups. I'm with the uh, Wu Tang Worldwide DJ Coalition. I am with uh, Hell Rizzo's GTO Movement. I am with uh, Judah Priest's 144,000 Chosen Few. I'm with Buddha Monk's Dirt, um, Zoo Bullies, and I'm with Dungeon Master's uh, Dirty Klansmen. And I have done work with uh, guys like Cuban Pete. I've done uh, sent some stuff off to uh, Buddha Monk. who's going to have some stuff coming out soon. I have singles with Dungeon Master. Um, I did a remix for Havoc, Mob Deep. And um, as far as anybody I would like to work with, uh, there's just tons. Understood. <laughs> tons of people I would just love to beats too. Sure, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, wow, man. So you've done a lot. I mean, I mean, uh, and being in 2020, man, which is I call it division, the year of division, you know, because it makes perfectly sense. What do you see yourself coming in a couple months of, you know, in your production and all that? Or what do you see yourself going by, you know, following the next year out over? Um, you know, I really. I'm actually, I'm, I'm 46 years old, so I don't try to plan too many big things ahead of time. Understood. You know, I just basically try to just build, you know, little steps at a time and just maintain what I'm doing, you know, over the last year or so. I've actually been building good relationships and just been building and, you know, that's basically what the, what the whole business thing is, is just building, you know, getting, getting those good relationships and just keeping it going. Understood, man. Well, shoot, man. Right, right, what we gonna right, we gonna do is just go ahead and uh fall right into the discussion of the music business one on one, man. So, um, being doing the music one on one, I mean, doing some things. Um, there's a lot of artists out there that are, you know, that are doing this stuff by themselves. Um, and 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 trying to figure out what to do, and what would you what would you tell an artist? that's starting out, that's trying to make something out they sell, what's the first thing they want that you would tell them to do as far as uh, getting out there? Um, the first thing I would say to any and every artist is you cannot free your way into this business. You know, every once in a while you may be able to go into the studio, record for free, you may be able to even get a free beat here or there. That's the exception. That's not the rule. Everything in this business costs. Right. Whether you're an independent artist or you're signed with a label. The only difference between independent and label back is how you pay. Right. Understood. 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 You know, my, my biggest thing is ownership is everything. Ownership. Own everything you can. Big gym. Ninety nine percent of the people who's got screwed in this business got screwed because they didn't own or control their content. Ooh. Ooh. Big gym right there for those who's listening, man. The, uh, you know, so definitely ownership is one of one of the biggest things. And um explain, you know, and, and let's elaborate on that. Why is it so important to own your own? And why 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 should an artist care about that? Just saying, you know, just so we can get a little depth in it. Why should they care about that? 
if they know they're getting it out there? Because just getting it out there is ownership is basically protection. Right. And and when I say ownership, I mean legally owning things on paper. You know, like ninety percent of the artists I run through, I know, or run across, don't even own their stage names. Mm. This is something important. You have to copyright your stage name. That that you know, that's a licensing opportunity that you don't see. Right. Somebody could come and steal your name. Somebody could come and use your name without your knowledge, and then you have no protection against it. If you own it, you can control it. Whoa. Same thing with your with your with your lyrics and your music. You know what I'm saying? Get it copyrighted. Get a logo. Everybody wants to talk about branding, branding, branding. The first part of being a brand is having a visual. That's your logo. Right. Right. Get man. a logo trademark it. Okay, let's, let's let's jump into if if an artist wanted to, and we can all we can Google this stuff up, ladies and gentlemen. We just we just talking on basic stuff, you know. If an artist doesn't know where to trademark, would you give them a little guidance? Of where would they where would they go? Where would they where would uh, they? You can go to the go to the uh, U.S. Patent and Trademark Office online. There you go. And the good thing about that is they have a thing online on, on the site where you can actually check and see if your name is, if, if the name you want to use is, is trademarked already. If the logo you want to use is trademarked already. You know, if it's not, then I believe for a standard trademark, I believe it's $285, but don't quote me on that. You have to check the website. Right. Say that website one more time for them so that the people in the back didn't catch it. Uh, it's the U.S. Um, let me actually pull it up. Um, it's USPTO. It's the U US Patent and Trademark Office. There you go. So it's USPTO.gov. Man, there you go, right there. So that's just, just, just for those that don't, you know, trademark is very important, you know, and I'm just going to piggyback on what he's saying, you know, just on, off of what, what's just being said, man, that your name, your name, your lyrics, everything. Is important in this business. And yeah, and that, and that's where your that's where your trademark, that's where your logo. And a lot of people have to understand that trademarks and copyrights are two different things as well. Right, right. Well, right. Explain the that. Is usually a okay. Trademarks are usually for uh, copyright is um, for intellectual property. Right. So it's the right to copy. So it, your songs, any musical works, um, names. Slogans, things like that. That's copyright, and trademarks are more or less more visual. So those are like for your logo, your your logos and things like that. That's what's up. So I hope everybody's catching that in the left hand side or the right hand side. That is very important to understand those things. Now, I'm an artist right here. Now I've now I've gotten my trademark, and I'm ready to put some lyrics together, and I'm ready. To put this out there, but I don't. But I don't. I wanna. I see people talk about streams and how get paid and all this stuff. Where would you tell them what's the best way to get their stuff on the streaming network? Where would they go? Um, there there are sites called aggregators, and there's there's a bunch of them out there. Um, some of the most popular ones are CD Baby. Distro Kid, um, Ditto Music, 
places that you would send your music and they would get it out to the uh, streaming platforms. Some of them work with different platforms. Some of them cost uh, different amounts of money. You know, some of you have to do the research and figure out which one is best for you. Right. Some of them will let you keep 100% of your royalties. Some of them will take a percentage depending on the services they provide. So you actually have to go out there and do the research. Personally, I use DistroKid. I like the service a little bit, you know, and it, it works for me. There's also ones where you can actually um, send your music to the Billboard charts or any or any charting service. I know what Ditto Music is good for that one. You have one called um, Music.io, which will actually send your music to mainland China and do all their streaming outlets out there because they're basically a close society when it comes to music. Right, right. There you go, man. So that that's that's just just a streaming. You got now you're uh, the artist. You're an artist. You got your trademark, and you you went out there and then created a song. Now you now you you got the song on on a streaming network to say whatever choose you may be. And you've heard this. And please, people, by listening to this, you can rewind it to come back to the stuff that we just contacted. And he basically just said on how to do and where to do. And everything like that. Now, let's ask an old school question. An old school question is, um, an artist that let's say they 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 like the old way. Let's because not everybody does a streaming and everything. And they were like, well, let me well let me try the hardware, the the, the going out there and putting out there on hand. Is is that between streaming and going out there getting hard CDs? Which one would you say would be an easier route for uh, an artist that wants to that wants to make 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 moves if they want to do a stream or they wanted to go um, go out there and get CDs and print them out and hand them to folks? What what would you say would be the easiest route? Um, to be perfectly honest, I actually suggest both. Okay, I, I suggest both. All right, only because. Not everybody is out in the streets, and not everybody is sitting at home, you know, behind a computer. Right. You can do both and be equally, you know, you cover more ground that way. There you go. There you go. You know, and actually, you can actually use one to set up the other. All right. And this is where we start getting into like marketing and things like that. If an artist is out there doing shows, okay, of course they're gonna say, okay, you know, this is my music. You can find it on you know, this streaming platform, this streaming platform, and actually sell or hand out, you know, hard copy CDs. Right. There you go. You know, because as, as great as that streaming is, of course, there's still nothing, you know, nothing like that hand-to-hand interaction. Right. And that falls right back into your networking people where you can talk and interact with the people in the crowds to, you know, have to build that relationship with the fans or the to become or be give the opportunity to them becoming a fan to your music. Excuse exactly. Me. That's what's up. Exactly. That's what's up. And uh, uh, another thing I want to stress too, I don't want to totally st- uh, skip over this. As far as uh, y'all heard me say royalties, you know, a few times, and uh, you as an artist, you always want to get what what's called a pro, a performing rights organization. 
and you hear, you know, ASCAP and PMI uh, thrown around all the time. These are performance rights organizations. What these entities do is they help you collect your royalties. Uh, and you have, you know, you have different kinds of royalties. You can go on either website and they'll break it down. You know, you have your mechanical royalties, you have your, you know, songwriter, you have your uh, uh, composer royalties. And once your music is placed, you know, saying they will help you get your money from your royalties. And aside ASCAP and BMI, there's also a sound exchange, which handles the digital side of that. So, you know, if you're